Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We prepared, we provided an emergency response, and now we take steps to survey the damage. I mean, it was, this was a raging river of trash and mud and debris. And then all of a sudden, two of my tires went down. And I'm going, uh-oh, am I going to get out of here? People are recognizing that the weather, at least in the scope of their lifetime and the way that they can understand it, is very different lately. It was a massive storm. It was unprecedented. The most rain of any day in any August in recorded history here in Southern California. And given that, it could have been a lot worse. This is the LA Local for August 21st. I'm Alex Silverman with a special edition as we clean up from Hurricane Hillary. There was time to prepare for it, and there was time to inform people, because as the city fire chief, Kristen Crowley, said repeatedly... This is one particular situation in the city and the state and the region where we know it's coming versus a wildfire or an earthquake. Well, nature did manage to throw in one of those just to make it a little extra spicy for us. Boy, as they say, when it rains, it pours. So not only do we have the tropical storm, now we have an earthquake. Thank you. You guys are really on it. I tried going online, finding any news on live TV. Uh, There was nothing but turned on the radio and there you guys were with the earthquake. There we were for a 5.1 quake amid a historic tropical storm. Today, I really want you to hear from the people who brought you the information from the ground because I'm proud to work with them. They sacrifice a lot to be able to do what they do at a moment's notice so you can be informed, and I want you to hear it directly from them. We'll start with Craig Figner in Palm Springs. Uh, Craig, we sent you there for two reasons. Number one, because the forecasts were showing a, a real potential for some really bad outcomes there, and also because you have experience covering that area where people are not conditioned for something like this. This is a community where people come to live because they, they, they want the mild weather, they want the sunshine, they right. know about sunscreen, they don't know about tropical storms. Yeah, and I mean, this is not to say that Palm Springs completely dodged a bullet. I mean, we have the 10 freeway closed right now. There was extensive street flooding through this. But uh, what has the reaction been there, considering what was forecast, considering what the prep was like, and considering how things turned out? Well, I think the reaction is very much a sigh of relief. And I want to play something for you because I think this really does reflect how seriously people took the news of this storm. We've been saying, isn't this great? Palm Springs is the one place where you can live where, yeah, you have to deal with the heat, but you're not dealing with snow and 
heavy rain, <laughs> tornadoes. Well, until now. Until now. You're right. Here, I'll hold this bag for you. Okay, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm helping you, helping you fill these sandbags. Well, here, let's pull this up. Let's get, let's get the second one done here. Huh? That's another shovel full. And that was the other thing, Alex. It was humid. It was hot. You did work up a sweat. And I think back, I remember your coverage of Hurricane Sandy. And there were concerns then that there wasn't enough done to warn people to do evacuations. And I think what we saw happen here was maybe a little bit of a lesson from from Sandy. I mean, there, there could be debate there, but there were intense warnings. And I did get a sense, having covered a lot, of stuff out here, I got a sense people really were paying attention. And you know, one other thing that, that could have influenced that was all the talk about the lack of warning in Maui. We hear just weeks after uh, a disaster for which there was very little warning that something is potentially coming. I think that certainly yes. got people's attention. It got people's attention. And I want to observe one other thing here, Alex, if I may. People are recognizing that the weather, at least in the scope of their lifetime and the way that they can understand it, is very different lately and very unpredictable. And in cases like we've seen in Maui, that was wind-driven fire, deadly. And so they're paying very close attention to these warnings when they come down. And we get them now very quickly via the you know electronics we have. And so you know, there does seem to be a shift in the way people are thinking about responding to the alerts of potential pending disaster. You know, you want to put an exclamation point on that unpredictability. We had the fire chief here in L.A. saying, well, it's not often that in Los Angeles you get a warning about a disaster. It's not the case for a wildfire or an earthquake. And then guess what we had in the middle of the tropical yeah. storm? An earthquake. I thought my I thought my phone was being crazy. I looked at it and I said, because I had been getting weather alerts all day. You know, I think I had like 20 of them over the course of the day. And then I saw the shake alert. I was like, well, wait a minute. What, what shake? Huh? I had an earthquake. So which you, I think you got the shake alert down. out there in, in Palm I Springs? I did. I did. I got the shake alert. I talked with people out here who, 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 who got it as well. Thought they maybe felt some shaking, but they weren't sure. If you're from SoCal, in, in the immediacy of learning we've had an earthquake, you think, oh, was that a foreshock? Because that would then tell you something stronger is coming. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't a foreshock. Craig, thank you for your coverage. We appreciate having your experience out there. Yeah, it's good to be with you, Alex. All right, we're covering a lot of geography in just a few minutes here. Up to the Antelope Valley now. With Emily Valdez. Emily, take us on that uh, ride up the 14 freeway. Oh, well, that was a scary white knuckled journey up the 14. I think that was probably the worst of it was driving up there. First of all, the cloud cover came down so low. Then you had the winds and then you had the rain. So I was already seeing people crashing on the side of the road. And this is before the bulk of the storm even hit. Once I got up there, I mean, it was coming in waves. So we get a downpour and then we'd get a little rain. But immediately, right when I went there, I found some flooding. It already started to flood in the beginning. And people were just tearing through it. And while I was up there, I saw some pretty big road closures like Sierra Highway. They had a couple rivers going over it. I renamed them the Palmdale Rivers. They were coming down from the mountain in Acton. And we're talking debris, trash, all kinds of stuff. 
and they were coming down on either side of Sierra Highway. And we're talking 10 feet wide on the east side. I mean, it was, this was a raging river of trash and mud and debris. And then it would cross over Sierra Highway at some point and cross back. That was a mess. And just as the day progressed throughout, when we started having the really heavy rains come in, these streets became more and more flooded. And... I did run across one family. They were selling the home, so they moved all their stuff out. And this was on Sierra Highway, going back to Sierra Highway now. They had one of those rivers that was just going and crossing into their home. They were they were on a downslope, and I felt really bad for them. They were trying to frantically get keep the water out. You know, it was it's like uh, yeah. trying to bucket out a, a river. It wasn't going to work. Now, it was quite a moment on KNX, and I, and I still am not 100% certain how serious she was, but when the mayor of Palmdale came on and said that, oh, in the desert, we have to worry about the water being full of snakes. This is going to sound really strange, but here in the high desert, this is snake country, um, and we are in snake season until the end of October. So where do you think all those snakes are going? They're going into that uh-huh, water, yeah. not, not by choice. And, you know, what was I assume you didn't see any snakes in the water. I didn't. And actually, I was looking and I understand what she's saying, because, look, I've covered my share of floods. This water was mud water. You could not see through it. So could you have stepped on a rattlesnake or could? Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't see through it. It's not clear water. It was brown and not even brown. It was beige. It was the color of desert. It was desert flood. Uh, when we talked to Craig, he was struck by the level of preparedness of people and how seriously they took it out in the Coachella Valley. Mm. What sense did you get up there in the Antelope Valley in that regard? The complete opposite. Wow. Uh, I got the complete opposite. I got the complete opposite feeling. People were out at Ross. They were shopping. You know, eh, I'm a little worried. Didn't really care. I mean, there were so many people on the roadways running errands. I mean, in... In places like, you know, Barnes and Nobles uh, or or just the sense people really didn't care and they really didn't take it seriously. Uh, so many people on the roadways. And as I was driving back, it was I, I couldn't go two miles without seeing it. And we're not talking a little car crash. Cars upside down, cars smashed. And these are single cars. So, you know, they're spin outs, you know, they hydroplaned. Um, into the side of the wall. Uh, I mean, just car- wrecked cars abandoned on the roadways. Like they'd crashed and they're like, forget it. You know, let's just have some come, someone come pick us up. I mean, that was the litter. The cars were littering the roadway all the way from Palmdale up to 14. Well, thank you for going up there and, and being willing and able to bring us those stories. Uh, we appreciate it, Emily. That's my job. I love it. And right after the earth started to shake in the middle of the afternoon, we sent Pete Demetrio out there toward Ojai, where the epicenter of that quake was. And before he could get there, he started to run into some trouble. What'd that look like, Pete? Basically, you had a lot of very, very heavy rain that was hitting the mountains above Highway 126. And that was the problem, because within two to three hours after that, all of a sudden, everything was rolling downhill and through the communities of Piru, Fillmore, Santa Paula, all those areas. Now, fortunately, there's enough drainage up there that a lot of it didn't block the 126. 
but there were certain streets when you went through Santa Paula, it was intersection after intersection after intersection where you had anywhere from six inches to 18 inches water that was deep. Put this in perspective for us, Pete. I mean, you've been covering the region for a very long time. Uh, when was the last time you saw something like this? I, I assume never in August. Well, never really in August. And again, this is again because we have very rarely had tropical storms that hit the Southern California area coming out of Mexico. Major storms in this regard. The only time I can recall more rain than uh, than what happened in uh, in the greater Los Angeles area and Ventura County area is happening. There's only one other time. That was back almost 31 years ago in 1992. That's when you had some epic floods and actually when the Sepulveda Basin in the San Fernando Valley for the first time in my lifetime at that point was shut down because of flooding. And, and just to illustrate how quickly and unpredictably these things can happen, uh, tell us what happened to you on the 126 and, and how a, a KNX listener was there to help. Well, I was pulling off the side of the road to basically do a live report and I got off part of the hard road itself and then all of a sudden I got into soft and then all of a sudden, two of my tires went down. And I'm going, uh-oh, am I going to get out of here? Shifted into reverse, and there was no traction. So I did my live report, and I'm figuring I'm going to have to go and find some rocks and put them under tires. When a man with a very large Toyota pickup truck came with his truck bed uh, uh, loaded up with gear, and he looked at me and he said, uh, I think you may need a tow strap. And I said, do you have one? He said, yes. And when I told him I work for KNX, his eyes lit up. He says, oh, yeah, I listen to you guys all the time. I've been listening to you about the flooding. I said, well, now you're rescuing one of the reporters. And he laughed. He strapped the uh, strap onto the uh, trailer hitch of my uh, Tahoe and a little bit of pulling and a little bit of reverse gear. And I got out of there. Oh, man. Well, thanks to that uh, that guy out there. We appreciate him listening and, and being there to pull you out. Pete, uh, we appreciate uh, your experience and uh, your your thoughtfulness in covering these things over the years. Well, the scary thing is, it's not the storm itself, Alex. Here's the problem. The next 48 hours after the storm is also the problem. Because when this water seeps down into the earth, gets down into particular areas, some things, rocks, you know, fissures, things like that, are going to go. This is a delayed action effect when you have major rain. A very good point to keep in mind uh, as we close this out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us over the past 72 hours. It's been a very difficult 72 hours for a lot of people around the area, including uh, people here at KNX News. And we appreciate them for all of the time and all of the effort they have dedicated to keeping Southern California informed when they needed it the most. I know they will tell you it is what we do here. It is what they do. That is true. But still, they deserve thanks uh, and they deserve appreciation. Uh, thank you for listening to the LA Local. We'll be back with a more normal edition tomorrow uh, with some updates on how the region's digging out and cleaning up from Hurricane Hillary. In the meantime, if you want to leave us a, a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating, we would greatly appreciate that. And if you have anything to say to our team, LA Local at knxnews.com. And as always, continuing coverage on KNX News 97.1 FM. Ask your smart speaker to play KNX News. Listen to KNX on the Odyssey app. I'm Alex Silverman. Take care. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.